3: and shine st louis it's the brown and croupin morning after on kpn
2: tfm hd2 collinsville st louis at the morning after stl on youtube and on tmastl.com with tim mckernan doug vaughn iggy strode the Plowboy, and action jackson
3: 707 in st louis you're listening to tma presented by brown and croupin welcome to the michelow Boltra studios and our monganast st louis acura alton toyota 7 o'clock hour, Timothy Michael McCartan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn. That door closing is Ken Eggie, Strode. The Plowhawk in Action, Jackson with you. Jackson, uh, I have not seen you this morning. Uh, he missed the show prep meeting. Do you smell what we have decided in this studio is... Reminiscent of pizza with onions
4: I didn't want to say anything When I walked in there turned on the YouTube stream But it smells like dude in there Smell smells like dude? Yeah It smells like dude
0: I, what, I, what kind of dude? I smell onion pizza What dude? <laughs> yeah I, like so
3: smell like onion pizza? This is hot I like
4: this I like it a lot That's It smells like s- unwashed body
0: It's oh. all I smell is it, I, I walked
3: right in here Of course I was first to arrive Last to leave That's the way I've always been and it might have been a minute and a half ago. And I said, the Plowhawk and Doug, Ken was inhaling dart, and I said, ooh, I smell pizza with onions, and mm. nobody smelled it. And then Plowhawk, your sense kicked in, and then you go, oh, I smell it, too. And smell then Iggy smelled. But Doug, are you, are, you, are you getting it at all? Or you I still don't, don't smell on? much, don't smell. Tim. All right, but Jackson doesn't smell pizza with onion. He smells Boy?
4: Yeah. oh yeah. dude yeah it smells like dude it smells like well, it's just a little reminiscent of grundle
3: so ah. y- yes. you and i are here oftentimes jackson late into the day later than our respective shows mm. um i i've never walked in here last week i was here until 6 p.m on wednesday and thursday tuesday wednesday and thursday and like walked in and there's just like a a 'er ne'er-do-well in the studio, just using it to dine. Really? But... Really? Our studio? You thought people used it as a cafeteria? I said, I've never walked in. Oh, I thought you said you did walk in. I've never seen it. So, Jackson, you also are here late into the day at times. Have you ever walked in and been like, oh... There's a what, Doug, what do you call him a do well? I never call
2: him that.
4: I have never seen anybody in our studio who wasn't either working in IT, yeah. or tech support, or had asked me previously, like, "Hey, I need to do an interview. Can I use your?"
3: Clearly, somebody has used our studio. Unless Iggy, you
4: were in the break room. I haven't been in there. I didn't smell didn't anything smell it in there. there. No. Well,
2: what in the world? Is there something in the trash can? Mm.
4: I was here till 4:30 yesterday. Nobody was in our studio. There's a yogurt. Oh,
0: that's well, maybe that,
2: that's it. That's never really
3: pleasant.
0: Yeah, I not I cleaned it. No? Oh, is that right? So it's been washed? Yeah, it's good.
3: Oh, I don't know. Well, either way, the yogurt wouldn't smell like man. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't smell, smell, like smell as much man as I do a breakfast pizza.
5: No, It doesn't smell like musk. It smells like onions and... I'm sure everybody is probably taking a shower and gargled this morning, so even if you had pizza last night, none of us are burping up pizza.
0: I take nice showers. You yeah. gargle?
2: You don't gargle in the morning, do you? Brush your teeth.
5: I brush my teeth. I have my six-in-one uh, rinse that kind of hey, works as a... Um, kind of works as floss, and then I use Listerine to gargle.
0: Do you really? Don't well, you? It, is,
5: it is such a strong... Smell.
0: Nobody have any I mean I have like <laughs> spray in my car, but God I really almighty. don't want to walk all the way to my
3: car. But like if 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 this really was not a pizza with onions and it was man, <laughs> what, what would have had to have gone on here in between like five PM and five AM for this the man. This is a
0: fresh hood.
3: Oh I don't th- I don't think it, I don't think it's anybody. No, in I here. don't think I don't think We've it's working together like a combined hundred years and this has never happened.
0: This is interesting, though. It really smells like a pizza's cooking behind me.
3: Right, and I and the thing is, there's a break room right across the hallway. So if somebody did want to dine late at night when very few people are here, they would have that option, which has tables. And I would even go as far to say, and such.
2: No, don't say such.
5: You know, I smell these shirts I brought in for Van. Dang oh no,
2: you brought in some old shirts. Oh,
5: oh, oh, they're new shirts. Haven't been worn, but Fandango collects shirts. So whenever I find, <laughs> what them were they in hanging closet, out at Emos? <laughs> no, uh, they're Cardinal giveaways. Brennan Schaefer had them. Um, he collected them for me <clears throat> in the press box, and he brought them to Gobble. Um And I didn't use the two shirts. I said, "Oh, Fandango collects shirts. I'll bring them in for him." I thought maybe, maybe Schaefer had pizza and he wiped his mouth on it, but I don't think so. Mm. They smell like t-shirts. Okay. So it's not the shirts I brought him.
2: Well, this has thrown us for a loop, that's for sure.
5: I was so looking
3: forward to walking in here today. And I wasn't, Doug, it wasn't even a Sadie Hawkins. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, let's talk about it, because as Jackson and I were recording QFTA yesterday afternoon, and uh, I, I went to the the fine folks on the TMA fan page, and I said, hey, we're going to be doing this. It's an emergency QFTA because the week is short this week, and we have sound stories today and tomorrow, so we're going to do it today. What do you got? And in in the thread, somebody brought up Lance Lynn, and I said, Jackson, can we patch in the plowhawk? Mm. We need him now. Yesterday's developments, from a baseball standpoint, I'm completely fine with. I'm a big fan of the Cardinals not signing older players to long-term deals i that's that's one of my uh what do i have four pillars that's one of my four Mm. pillars that's so a one-year deal whatever bringing back daniel descalzo joe McEwing, doug he goes up to to the offices
2: But but will he do anything
3: there no idea but i but but from an entertainment standpoint it couldn't be because you already have this fan base that was under the impression that Aaron Nola, you know, his lifelong dream was to come and pitch in, you know, the, the Palm Springs of the Great Plains. Is that what you call it? <laughs> the crown
2: jewel <laughs> of the Great Plains.
3: And uh, and you know that 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 that's a dream deferred now. And then uh, Blake Snell will will join him. And then start off the Cardinals offseason spending. Not only do they non-tender a potpourri of players who are on the major league roster last year and or at times considered to be prospects, 48 hours later, they bring back Lance Lynn and his 44 home runs. And, oh, there's another announcement from the Cardinals. What is it? It's Daniel Descalzo That's the one as a I coach. Like more. And I'm just like, this is perfect. Because it kind of means like it's it's kind of a nothing in the whole scheme of things. It's about seventeen to eighteen percent of uh, the fifty-seven million that they've allocated to get to two hundred million on the forty-man. And it's it's you know again I view it as like the Stephen Matz thing. Maybe I was wrong on that. The way that Stephen Matz was portrayed. Hey, he'll be our back of the rotation guy, innings guy. But as far as entertainment to watch Cardinal fans and in particular the Plowhawks work on social media, it couldn't have been more fulfilling for me. Plowhawk, the floor is yours. You're high
2: on the move. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, and I, th- I-, I think it was just that. I think Tim kind of put a, a nice, nice old wrapping paper on this present that we get with Lance Lynn, and it's just the optics, and especially with the Daniels Escalso like peppered in there on top. It's like. <laughs> You know, fan favorites coming back for another reunion tour. We were just got done with a Wainwright, a Yachty, a Pooch. It like, you know, finally we got this young These energy. These guys will get standing ovation. We don't have to give standing ovations. Any- <laughs> uh, so I think it's certainly the optics. I and me and Doug talked about it this morning. Even if this is your five, which I'm hoping it is. You call him an innings eater, this dude gives up bombs more than anybody. Like
2: He truly does more than any other pitcher. Dakota Hudson could
0: have pitched 170 innings the coming season and got below a 6 ERA and made way less than $10 million. I get it, it's a one-year deal. I, I, I don't think it, we should make a big deal of it because they probably are going to sign other players. This is who you sign during a complete rebuild. You need innings eaters, you know you're only going to win 80 games, but you got a lot in your farm system because you traded X, Y, and Z. But, like, to say you're contending and then the first thing you do after Aaron Noah re-signs with Philly is you go out for a 36-year-old reunion tour guy mm-hmm. and then you sign a, a utility scrappy man, which is, like, beloved in St. Louis to a bench coach position. I'm just, it is <laughs> so great. Like, this is how I wanted this <laughs> offseason to start, and I, I don't know if I could have pictured it any better. I Again, they're going to get more players, so I'm not, like, yeah. but even to have Lance Lynn in the rotation say you're going to compete is an oxymoron to me, but.
2: I don't know yeah. if serious contenders try to fill their starting rotations with innings. Thank eaters.
0: you. Thank you, you got
2: to look for top-of-the-line pitching,
0: right? I 100% well, I,
3: I would say that, but they also have Miles Michaelis
2: and Steven Matz.
3: Here's
0: yeah. your one? That's how good of our pitching staff is. We can't or how bad it is we're we well, we're well
2: situated in the number five spot uh.
5: all the Cardinals are bringing back and the guy they could have gotten a few years ago was just named manager of the year had no interest in bringing him naming him manager um, I don't, why, why do you DFA Dakota Hudson and sign Lance Lynn I mean I don't, don't, don't that, you that. give him a shot as a, as a number five I mean yeah Anybody can go out there and eat innings. I mean, if you've got a seven-point ERA and give up, you know, eight home runs a game, anybody can eat up innings. Just leave them out there. Yeah. It just makes no sense to me.
2: Do we overvalue our own guys so much that Juan Juan Yepes and Dakota Hudson and Andrew Kisner... Have zero value on the open markets. Zero? You can't get anything for these guys? I was reading Derek Gould's chat
3: yesterday. He said they had been trying to trade them, and that was the uh, the thought process, but just weren't able to get anything for them. Uh, keep playing the hits, mode. Don't let that foot off the gas. Now go trade for Marco Gonzalez and sign Jack Flaherty, and let's keep these reunion tours going, <laughs> yeah. baby. Doug, that's from Little Tommy Tribbins. I don't okay. know who the king of nothing is. Be, hey,
5: I
0: don't
5: he, know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I played that song last Friday on
0: Oh, okay. Seals That's... and
5: Croft's King of Nothing. All right. You guys played songs last Friday?
0: We missed out to sing. We were
5: reaching. They talked me to bring my it. Friday back. We you talked, mean, we you talked we talk to him anyway. They, they talked, him.
4: talked to him too. Much. I didn't ask to do a it. a
2: lot of
5: encouragement. Well, I don't know. One
2: texter.
5: I think we
4: said we should do a karaoke segment. I said Iggy used to do that. And then I said, do you want to bring it back today? And you said yes.
5: I wanted somebody to ask you. Uh, before the king of nothing chimes
3: in on that baseball discussion, can we have him pronounce the Japanese pitcher's name? Not Otani, but the one that hasn't been posted yet. Just for fun, before he starts talking circles around the audience. <laughs> Thank you. And that's from the 314.
5: Yakamoto?
0: No. <laughs> okay. It's pretty close, though. Komodo? Huh?
6: Komodo, Komodo dragons, huh? Yeah. Whatever. How good was it just to see this team get the win? Yeah, it was
5: very good. You get that again. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to have to pronounce his name because you're not going to get him, so it doesn't matter. How'd it feel to pitch with a lead like that? Nice.
0: (laughs) 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 I get to play these hits again now, which is exciting. I have
3: to tell you, and maybe I'm off the mark, but uh, Jackson and I spent uh, part of QFT not only wanting to patch the Plowhawk in with the Lance Lynn news but also, Doug, uh, very timely, the JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talk topics ripped from today's headlines. Is that what it is? That's
2: usually what it is, yeah.
3: Um, and both of us on our read on uh, Lee Harvey Oswald uh, from these this National Geographic show that I told the audience about, uh, I think it was last week. But either way, Derek Gould, over the years, has... I'm not saying he is... All-knowing, but he absolutely has had a sense for what the Cardinals want. Now, what's, I guess, amusing probably to the audience, although maybe the audience doesn't necessarily know it, is that what the Cardinals want and that what they wind up with getting are two totally different things. For example, before it was Dexter Fowler, Derek Gould was saying they really wanted Adam Eaton. Now I'm not saying Adam Eaton turned out to be great, but that's who they really wanted. And then when they didn't get him and they saw the price to get Adam Eaton in that off season, 2016, that's when they panicked and overpaid for Dexter Fowler. Um, I think last year it was all about Sean Murphy, and then they're like, holy crap, we didn't get Sean Murphy, what shall we do? Ah, we will panic and we will overpay for Wilson Contreras because we can't be shut out in that category, just like they couldn't get shut out in the outfield market in 2016. Uh, In between there was the Marcelo Zuna uh, acquisition, and who the Cardinals really wanted— well before he had the kind of seasons that he had at one time in Milwaukee were, was Christian Yelich. And so if I'm reading between the lines, and these all, that all came from conversations, Derek would come in and be on the podcast, and, and we'd also have conversations, and I wouldn't air the stuff because, you know, unless he said it, uh, that, was his, that was his information that he had worked to get. Well, knowing Derek and having these conversations with him... I would tell you in reading his story this morning in the post dispatch that something that I didn't necessarily give a whole lot of credence to, maybe it is actually live, and I would love it. This is the move that could get me all excited about what the Cardinals are doing is is Iggy calls him Komodo – but his name is actually, Doug, Yoshi Nobu Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. And he is posting or did post this morning. I don't know if it's 7 o'clock St. Louis time or 7 o'clock. Um, I don't know. Either way, it's, it's happening this morning. He's posting. And what that means is he will become a free agent. And so, I mean, on the surface, you wouldn't expect the Cardinals to be the player for, I think, what is the second biggest name out there this offseason to Shoei Otani. But just reading between the lines, I get the sense that that Derek knows. And just because the Cardinals are interested doesn't mean Yamamoto wants to come here, but that's a 25-year-old pitcher. Uh, That, to me, is how you start to build and spend the dollars on that as opposed to Aaron Nola and paying a guy who will be in his mid-late 30s making $23 million a year. So maybe I'm off the mark on that. But Derek Gould doesn't really spend much time talking about Blake Snell. His column this morning is is more about uh, Yamamoto. So
2: maybe I'm off, but just as a little.
3: I don't know
6: if Yamamoto. I
2: don't know if Yamamoto will fit here. Last year in Japan, he was a combined with, with two different teams. I guess 17 and six, 1.16 ERA. I don't know if that works.
5: He'll be a four.
0: Is he, he an 80s eater though? That's my whole thing. Like it. Can
2: he eat innings? Doubtful. The year before that, he was 15 and 5, 1.68 ERA. The year before that, 18 and 5, thirty nine ERA. This last year, he struck out 169 and walked 28. Just doesn't fit, fellas. If
0: I'm Yamamoto, I'm looking at this roster, looking at what pitching staff has done in the past, looking at the pitching staff. I, I, you can't possibly come here.
3: Well, right. hold on a second. Maybe this will change your mind. Know. Yamamoto has been on record by saying he wants to raise his future children in a city with great Catholic grade schools. Eric in the Central West End.
0: Okay. Oh my God, for St. a second Gabe's. I was like, damn, Does we got New-
3: him.
2: Uh, we can get him in St. Gabe's, maybe.
5: I'll talk to Cal. All right. Does Newt Bar know him? Yes. Oh, well, there you go.
4: They were playing golf. We talked about that on uh, Friday.
1: Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. That was during your karaoke hour. I'm sure we. I heard it. I just forgot about it. Well, Newbar knows so many people. Uh, Nate in Tallahassee. I thought he got banned again.
3: He's back. Uh, TMA Talks Cardinals. So Iggy says something uninformed like, Hudson can eat innings if you leave him out there, ignoring, you know, health history. And then Plowsy drops a hot take like, quote, this team is trash, man. I won't watch. And then Tim acts like the only person in the world who understands how the business of baseball works. And then Doug makes a decent joke. Thanks, it's <laughs> Yeah, I was shocked.
0: Kind of accurate. But Doug the team is trash and, and Bo does suck. Mm. So, like, I hate that the Cardinals have yet to change that narrative. So I have to, like. I mean,
5: you have your, you know what you're doing here. Praise Doug and Tim and trash Blousey, and Iggy. Yeah,
0: hey, you're talking about That's us the playing the hits. Yeah,
5: but it was a tongue-in-cheek thing about <laughs> anybody. I said I could eat anything. You think I was serious there? You just need to listen. Uh, Nate, uh call in uh, and give your thoughts. Why don't you call do you in on get, your flip phone from flip phone.
3: Uh Guys, I'd like to submit Nate for Texture of the Month. That's the total <laughs> package. We don't have a Texture of the Month award, I don't mm-hmm. think. No, but no, we no. do have a Texture of the Year award, sure. and that is coming your way. On December, Jackson 14th at Hot Shots Webster Groves. Bingo. Bang. And uh, you can come out and enjoy the festivities and see who will be the TMA listener of the year presented to you by Milagro Tequila. You can compete for the listener of the month by applying at tmastl.com and the year-end awards coming your way on Thursday, December 14th at Hot Shots in Webster Groves at 7 p.m. Please bring a new and unwrapped toy for Annie's Hope on behalf of our good friend, the great... Jennings Randolph Jr. Jackson, tell me about Circa, where if you took the under last night, the fifth straight time, the Chiefs under covers. How about that?
2: Yeah. No one can catch a ball. Marquez Valdez-Scanling,
3: hold him accountable.
2: Right in his hands. What, two minutes left? There's your touchdown. There's your game winner. Nope, I can't catch. Suddenly, Kelsey can't catch. Watson can't catch. None of them can catch. Tyree. Cost me a cost me a fantasy football oh, win. Dude, really? I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Mahomes well, can't put up any points. Nobody can catch the ball.
5: Cost me mine too. Pacheco. I won by point st- one six. Bill Pacheco. we will just stop at ninety three yards. We don't need to run the ball anymore. And when Watson becomes number one target?
4: Jesus.
2: No one else can catch, including him.
4: Anyway,
5: Jackson.
2: Go ahead, Jackson. Do you have the under.
4: Oh. No, I, I I didn't play last night. I just thought have about a 50-50 weekend, so we'll just cut our, cut our losses and call it 50-50. Um, Tyreek Kill tweeted that. He said people think it's easy to catch under them lights and arrowhead. So, I uh, don't take that for what you will. But either way, the world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is now in Illinois. That's right, Circa Sports. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. And, of course, the best news of all is that the Circus Sports app is available in Illinois. So if you live in St. Louis, you just make the short drive across the river. Or if you already live in Illinois, sign up for the Circus Sports app, as they were talking about yesterday or a second ago. uh, Chiefs-Eagles Monday Night Football game under hits. If you're looking to bet more for Rivalry Week when it comes to college football or another NFL slate, Choose Circa. they got the best customer service. You know talk to a chatbot, you talk to a real person, the same people that run the Circa Resort out there in Las Vegas. So visit circasports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to
3: 833-234. i ass St. Louis Hacker and Alton Toyota for as a sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour here on TMA and also the presenting sponsor of Balloon Party on 101 ESPN an official automotive provider of this presentation. We are all fans because we know the people, and we know the people are quality people who will take care of our listeners should you choose to do business with them. And they are online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com for a new car, buy or lease for a pre-owned car, or to get your car serviced, even if you didn't get it from S St. Louis Acura or Alton Toyota. 314-252-0029. That is the secret number. You can call or text. It's S St. Louis Acura and alton toyota seven o'clock our sponsor we are in the Michelob ultra studios 95 calories 2.6 grams of carbohydrates Michelob ultra sponsor of the dotum the jay randolph jr fan page club championship uh and of course uh the hit and giggle in our studios here on tma it's Michelob ultra 95 calories 2.6 grams of carbohydrates studio sponsor on TMA coming up on the program, our design air heating and cooling email of the day the morning after at inside STL.com comes your way at nine forty-five. Send your emails in to compete with the best blueberry pop pop with a two goal lead here over JV golf coach. Keep in mind the show is off on Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, not a lot of days left in the month of November to compete blueberry pop pop wins today. It's gonna be very tough. For somebody to catch him and he's playing really well right now fun yeah. to watch
2: and it can be heartbreaking if you want to catch him and we're off eating turkey somewhere
3: that's right
5: and dressing
2: the stuffing you call it dressing no or i stuffing? Call, it call it
5: stuffing but it's i'm stuffing. trying to sound more sophisticated I call, I call it dressing
2: yeah really
5: they're two different things
2: what what what's the difference
5: uh well like the ingredients and the spices i think mean, you know you can make a stuffing with cornbread you can make sage dressing is just onions celery and a bunch of stale bread. Oh, huh. there you
0: go. I don't know. I kind of think it's the same thing. It's not. We're doing a stuffed pork loin. Bill's Look pork For a- our uh, Thanksgiving. Along with a little mini ham. What do you mean a pork loin? I'm gonna come to, to your, your house. turkey. Oh, No, it's just actually just me and Madison, too, and the dogs. It's huh. going to be nice, little, intimate watching the Packers Lions at 11 Don't have to travel anywhere. Yeah. Sounds okay. good, huh, Doug? Yeah. No family in for Thanksgiving? Nah, Madison Parent going to D.C. My parents are chilling. Um, so, yeah. My first Thanksgiving just with us two. I'm not happy. i kind of very up, intimate. I'll be up front with you. I'm
2: not happy with the pork
0: loin. Well, I think you, I'll send you a pic. I think you might. Well, any other night, sure. But not on Thanksgiving, no. Turkey's too dry for me. I can never get it succulent. Oh, nobody can. I know. I need something a little bit, a little bit more juice. Well, maybe you're cooking it too long.
5: We're celebrating. We're celebrating it Friday for some reason. I don't know. I guess maybe my brother's got to work, or so we're doing Thanksgiving Friday.
2: Okay.
3: Yamamoto's top three desires for the city he chooses to play in are the following: Good Friday fish fries, jet skiable water, and great winter temperatures. It's from Herb's Hog.
2: I'm starting to think... Jet Skiable Waters. What do we got for there? Hello, Park? St.
6: Mm-hmm. Lake of the Hello, St.
2: Louis! Hello, St. Louis! I do the lake every time.
0: If you could get him out to the Lake St. Louis... River to here. Lake St. Louis, yeah, that'd probably be a good spot for him. I yeah, just have that nice 50-minute commute for him. Maybe I'm Alton, sure you Alton Lake? That. Yes, it's shoving the Alton. Mm-hmm. Welcome mm-hmm. to America, bud.
5: I've never seen anybody do it, but I, I'm guessing you could jet ski and... Uh core lake
2: i don't know if they would allow motorized well, yeah, vehicles I don't know if there or they'd
5: not They'd because they have those little canoes and paddle boats out there you might yeah. be the wake might be too much yeah but you could it's big enough
2: well, i'm sure lake st louis is probably okay
0: let's be serious though guys the mets the red sox the yankees dodgers yeah. they're gonna outbid they're just gonna absolutely outbid the cardinals and then some of these contracts like the no one may have it may make sense not to go for it, but I don't think Yamamoto going to be a Cardinal. Why It'd not? It would be fun to tie. Big market. I, I just, I don't know. Typically, the type of players that get posted do not come to the St. Louis Cardinals. You think he might want to go to the same place Otani goes, to. I don't know about that. I don't know the relationship. It looked like him and Newbar were fast friends, though, yes. so I don't know if it's about a friends.
3: It's all happening, Doug. I've
0: been thinking about a situation, and I in an Olimar mall with very little to no managerial experience. I, I, again, I just don't think it's the destination we're all thinking it should well, be. Well,
2: ollie has got discalculated by his side now.
5: What does Mosaic need an assistant for? Isn't his Bobo... Uh...
2: <laughs> don't What's, say Bobo, that's the general manager you're talking You about. think people are gonna Michael Gersh. <laughs> you think he's just gonna walk
0: into Brooks Brothers and pick up a two thousand dollar order a sweater? Well, Gersh does. Hell that. no. Gersh does all that stuff
5: for him. Gets his coffee and things like that. I don't think so. Don't oh, we're about
2: to trade Gersh probably. Gets his coffee. That's an insult.
5: Uh Doug Mark sent
3: an email in. Oh man saying stuffing and dressing is the exact same thing. Once cooked inside the bird and what is it? No wonder your cooking show failed. That's from oh. Mark. <laughs> well,
5: you're, you're.
2: So stuffing is cooked inside the turkey in the oven. Dressing is cooked outside the turkey. Well,
5: here you go. Okay. You take a look at the dressing that I make and take a look at a box of stovetop stuffing.
2: No one's going to take a look at the dressing <laughs> that Make that it make.
5: and put them side by side. You tell me they look the same, taste the same.
2: Stuffing. Well, I think you they may could...
5: call your dressing stuffing, but it's not really stuffing.
2: I don't know. I think it's stuffing. There could be different types of stuffing and dressing, but it still could be the same thing.
5: It's just the name, but they are two totally t- different tasting things.
2: I don't know. Gosh, I wish there was a way to look that up.
5: Well, you can look it up whenever you, you it, want. No. I'm just telling you, they taste different. They two
2: look different. Two pound carrot cake. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: If you have a Traeger, the turkey is as moist as a bride on a wedding night. That's uh, from the Morrison
0: Woods' wife. Gosh, yeah,
3: humble, humble. Bride. God, I just saw someone on Goodness. Facebook. Hey, oh, I got my trigger. Oh, I thought it was
5: his ability to make people I'm damp. I this turkey for eighteen days.
0: <laughs> 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 I just went into huge credit card debt. So I got this sweet barbecue. <laughs> Somebody posted, I just went into credit card debt. <laughs> they don't. They don't. It's saying it without needing to say uh-huh. it. I have a great, great <laughs> oh. Can you
5: Imagine that guy over a grill.
0: Yeah, he burnt. He's the guy that would hockey puck every single hamburger. <laughs> you know what that means? Overcook them. And sure, I, I, have you I, ever I, heard him just put them on the plate It sounds just like it, putting them on glass ice ice cubes on like a plate? Mm-hmm.
3: Doug uh, Derek Gould uh, appeared on uh, AJ Przinsky's program. It's become really popular, the former Cardinal, former White Sox. Uh, and he said, here are the moves the Cardinals fans want the team to make this offseason.
6: I mean, it's all of it. I mean, it's a, you, if you want to, you can find fans who <laughs> they might list all of those in their uh, in their complaints. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and they might not offer an order or you can ask seven different fans and you'd get seven different orders of, of those things. Um You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of frustration that all stems from the style of baseball that they played. You know, the absolute trapdoor of pitching that they fell into it just undermined everything. And you you guys all know what a what it does to a team as far as how it looks on the field. Um, You know, they talked a lot about how you know going into games and they're down four nothing after one or two innings, just what that does to kind of the vibe around a ballpark or a vibe around a team. Um, So that that was something that stood out to fans. You know, I think that, you know, that Cardinal fans see what could have been every year through the lens of that postseason. And this year it was heightened by the fact that the Cardinals weren't there to offer, you know, a challenge to it. They weren't playing in October. So they kind of yielded the whole stage to former Cardinals and this question of what could have been. Um, So that that's kind of created this heightened sense um, that adds to the annual want of every fan base. They want their team to make a splash. And when the team is expected to win, they want that team to be a big splash. Um, you know, Cardinal fans have seen a lot of success, that run of winning seasons. Um, this past season was the first losing season with Moselec in charge of baseball at the top of baseball operations. Um, and they, and it, it hit like a thunder punch to this group, to the fans who felt like all their concerns were validated by this losing season they'd seen the team regress year by year they'd seen it hold hold tr- tight to past practices while other teams sped past them they'd seen players from their roster not get opportunities here but then shine elsewhere whether it's zach gallen another guy who was in the world series or sandy alcantara a former cy young winner they see all this what could have been and they wonder okay well, where's the great leap for the Cardinals to get back to what they need to be enough of the what could have been get back to what you're supposed to be there
3: yeah. it is Doug Derek Gould on AJ Presinsky's uh, program yesterday uh, Buster only just releasing this the pitching dominoes this was just posted early this morning uh, 7 a.m. Eastern to be exactly we'll call it six o'clock central if you don't mind. On ESPN.com exclusive content, he says the other pitcher ruling over every team's decision making, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, a market force of one. The Japanese right hander, ranked number two on Kyla McDaniel's free agent rankings behind Shoei Otani, was officially posted for bidding on Monday, and his 45 day window to solicit bids begins today. In the end, he's likely to get over $200 million. And almost every major contender is interested. Quote, you just don't see high-end 25-year-old pitchers on the free agent market. If he had been drafted and developed here, he would still be early in his career. Yamamoto seemingly has a perfect storm of big market bidders lining up. The Yankees coming off a disastrous season. The Mets, who couldn't make it work with older starting pitchers like Scherzer and Verlander. Uh, The Phillies looking to add to a front three with Nolan Wheeler. My God, if the Phillies wouldn't got Yamamoto as well as Nolan Wheeler. Uh, The Giants, uh, the Dodgers, who have lost Kershaw, Julio Urias from the rotation, and uh, the Red Sox, who are talking a big game early in this offseason and about being serious spenders. As for his final destination, much like Otani, not much is known about his preferences. As one agent who does not represent Yamamoto predicted, it will come down to, quote, Whoever offers the most money. Wow, that is quite an insightful.
2: Hmm. <laughs> well, if I'm him, I would think probably the Dodgers seems like the most uh, yes. attractive place. It's five hours closer to home. If, he, if that's important to him, it's a team that's always good. Team with lots of money. I would think that would be the logical front runner. Okay, but what about
3: Eric in the Central West End's report that going to a city with great Catholic grade schools was important?
2: Uh, there's got to be a Catholic grade school somewhere in L.A., isn't just have St. Gabe change it to Yamamoto
3: Fieldhouse. I could see it. I'd hate to see him change it from the Stits, but if that's what they got to do to get him here, yeah. fine.
2: Well.
3: Yeah. Uh, Blake Snell, number three on our rankings behind Otani and Yamamoto, might find himself with a market more limited than expected for someone with two Cy Youngs. Snell was dominant for the Padres in 23, and, of course, the left-hander would make sense for a lot of big-spending teams from the Dodgers to the Yankees to the Red Sox. New York and Boston have seen firsthand how Snell can shut down AL East lineups. However, oh. <laughs> there might be a lower volume of teams involved for a couple of reasons. The first is logistical. Snell's represented by Scott Boris, who sometimes will hold his free agents unsigned until after the new year if he doesn't get what he thinks his player deserves. The other, though, is performance based Snell's past command issues. Some evaluators trust Snell's pure stuff even more than Nola's, but there is concern about Snell's history as a five- or six-inning pitcher because of strike zone inefficiency. He has never thrown more than 180 and two-thirds innings in his career and about some of the inconsistency in his performance. Nola's $172 million deal might serve as a baseline for Boris, who will undoubtedly try to sell teams on the notion that Snell is a much higher ceiling. And as mentioned, Boris has shown time and time again... He is willing to wait. And Bill's hold. Okay. Doug, what if the Cardinals get uh, Yamamoto and uh, trade for Tyler Glass now? Does that sound good to you?
2: They need to get all these guys. <laughs> and then, then they also need to get Otani. And and Yamamoto and Snell. And they, those could be your three pitchers like next year. Otani and Snell. Get Snell come in here. Yeah, all three of them I'd like.
0: Hilarious.
5: Well, they DFA'd Hudson and he. Decided to go free agent Round so maybe they'll sign him as a free agent and bring him back.
2: We're going to see Hudson starting a World Series
0: game next year for Boston or the Yankees? After he wraps up his Cy Young regular season. Mm-hmm.
5: What do you think? This has nothing to do with the Cardinals, but I was, <laughs> I was interested uh, until they had shoulder surgery. Cause, I mean, he went like 13-4 last year with a 230 ERA. What do you think anybody's going to do with Kershaw? He says he thinks he'll be back to pitch at some point next year, but that's not a given.
0: Perfect Cardinal. Name, brand, butts in the seat. Way past his prime, the Cardinals are basically the MLS of the Major League Baseball. Oh, oh my God. God,
2: son of a sack! They get
0: like the name brand players, like when they're on clearance. You know what I mean? So, well, that wasn't the case with Goldschmidt or Arnado. Okay, isolated instances, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> two stars of the team. Goldschmidt wasn't 28, but he still had an MVP season. So yeah, yeah I cannot complain about Goldie.
5: I'd have loved him for two years. I mean, I think he's still got two decent years left in him, but can't sign him for two years. If you don't even know he's going to pitch next Who's year. Who's this,
0: Kershaw?
2: Yeah. I bet he winds up with the Dodgers. He should be a Dodger. He should. He's supposed to be with the Dodgers.
5: But what do they do, sign him to two years and he doesn't even pitch next year? They pay him for nothing?
2: I, if, if anybody's going to pay him yeah, for they nothing, got the money, they'll be the so. Dodgers.
5: Mm. mm.
2: Mm. Bring that guy back. Uh, Joe Kelly's had a pretty nice career out of the bullpen for several
0: different teams. So are we actually going to have, like, a Lance Lynn end-of-the-year, end-of-a-cardinal-career bobblehead day? <laughs> you would hope. I, you would actually—like, I'm not kidding on this. I, I sadly think that that probably the PR team and marketing department has already talked about this. Oh, I don't know. We cannot—we love the— the scholarship player in the playoffs that doesn't play it but takes up a roster spot, and we love the final year as a Cardinal guy. We've done mm-hmm. that for five straight years or four straight years. Yeah, Plus, I thought we were done it. with it.
5: You did see they released the uh, giveaways, and there's like four or five TBAs, so
0: there'll be oh, at least a Lance last Lance getting getting a jersey a bobble and one. bobblehead. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, You dog. think he will? Oh. <laughs> Daniel Descalso, He'll bobblehead have have one, for yeah. sure with a little clipboard. Ha, <laughs> ha you got gir, Gersh club. running around getting coffee in the background. No, crowd, he does wow. get coffee. Oh, an intricate bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll see a Descalzo and a Lansman bobblehead giveaway for sure.
5: I told you yesterday what they need to do. So. What? Sign Bauer. <clears throat> sign Montgomery. <laughs> sign Rodriguez. There's your oh, Rodriguez, $200, you got $200, him 200 million.
0: There, yeah. I thought Rodriguez basically has already signed. <laughs> we talked about him so much, I feel like he's already here. Well, they talk about people you're not going to get.
5: When you have all these teams going after the top four or five pitchers, you're not getting any of them. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine Probably Blake not. Snell coming to St. Louis and looking around and going, what the hell do I do here? Mm. Mm. Oh,
2: he just, dog, we are taking it today. <laughs> we don't even know if well, he's I Catholic. love
0: this city, but like a, a Blake Snell personality, I couldn't see him just nestling into a Central West End condo. You yeah. know, kind of just, yeah. you know, bunkering down for the winter. I, well, I just don't would, see...
2: How many of them you think do spend the
0: winter here? Uh, I, uh, it's just a fun little... That would oh, be an interesting
2: thing to, to, to know how many Cardinals spend the winter in St. Louis. Alan Dadeville has information. So this is
3: starting to maybe change people's minds, I guess, with these reports we're getting. Wait until Yamamoto takes a ride on the Polar Express. Nothing attracts mm-hmm. 25-year-olds to hashtag our town like smoked-out buildings and <laughs> unwashed Santa sitting near an XFL warehouse. Smoking. Was Santa oh, that's smoking? From Alan Dadeville,
2: I think the buildings were smoking. I hope it wasn't Santa, uh, with some embers caught in his beard or something. You got that's
0: a huge bad burn look. hole in one of mm-hmm. his sleeves of his coat. Uh, so Alan Dadeville has that
3: report. Eric at the Centrust dead in Alan Dadeville. It's like Kevin Morosi and Rosenthal. Mm-hmm.
0: They're Next wearing all, a lot of shoe leather. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. What would you show them in St. Louis on a recruiting trip here? Where
0: would you go? I'd just tell them about the city. I'd, I'd make sure that they signed on the dotted line before they even flew into Lambert.
2: No, you wouldn't go Lambert. I think you'd go Chesterfield probably.
0: Spirit season. Yeah. You, imagine, yeah, you yeah. got a nice little frontier mm-hmm. flight.
5: Fly private into Chesterfield. Bring him by Hubbard. See all bring the uh, here. all of the celebrities and superstars in this building. They would gladly have him in studio.
0: Mm-hmm. If I'm Blake's now and I see a 120-pound twink board-op eating a mm-hmm. ho-ho at 8 o'clock in the morning, Sign this me is up. the last place I'm going.
3: Oh. Lousy, I'm 100% on board with your mo-hatred, but acting like St. Louis is a hellscape that no pro athlete would ever Dane, Doug, how do you—D-E-I-G-N? Dane? I don't know what Dane, that is. Dane, that's Cook. right. Ever Dane to play in is so short-sighted and immature. Do better,
0: you hairy hole, bad boy. Oh, I mean, John Lithgow's Harry Henderson. I've been a city resident for almost twelve years now. So, like, I and I love the city. You don't see me moving out to the county. You don't see me trying to get a job in Kansas City. I love the city, but I I think you also have to look at the negative. And again, I like to go, like, I like to support local businesses in the city. You don't see me out in the county a ton. Mm -hmm. I love the city. I want to reiterate that. But like, you have to understand that it's pitfalls. And other cities who are clamoring and trying to give you $200 million, if an L.A. or a San Diego, a New York or a Boston is going to give you $250 million, $200 million, at that point in time, it's not about the money. It's where do I want to live for the next five to seven years. That does come Mm -hmm. into play. St. Louis, I'm sorry. It's just not one of those top-tier destinations. No. I'm not dragging it through the mud, but in comparison to what he just lived in, San Diego, it is a hellscape comparatively. Mm -hmm. So. It's just a different style of city that not a lot of players can get used to. Wainwright loves it. You know, he's got kind of a player. I don't think Blake Snell can uh, enjoy himself there.
5: Well, it's some like Yakamoto. It's it's the... <laughs>
2: Yama, Yamamoto.
5: <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the people. You know, he'll look for a city that maybe has a very strong Japanese presence, uh, has a lot of people that live there from Japan, have moved from Japan. Um, where it's an area he could live where, you know, I'm sure he doesn't speak English, where he feels more comfortable.
2: Well, we have a huge Japanese population here. Do we? We got Tokyo Town. No, that's San Francisco. And it was one or the other.
5: Because it's, it's not really weather unless you're going to live here year-round. I mean, you play for six months, you're on the road three months out of the year. You live here, you go to the ballpark, you, so there's nice restaurants here to eat at. Go live in a nice Chesterfield neighborhood with a huge mansion and go home after the season.
0: So. Yeah, let me let me change my tune. St. Louis is one of the best cities in America. Oh, my gosh. That's and better. That's more like it. Players would be foolish not to want to live here. They want me to lie. I can just absolutely flat out lie with oh. the best of them. So like...
2: No, we have definitely fallen behind some of the nicer cities in the country. I
5: know and what you're saying. That's not a even... slap
0: in the face. Yeah. It's just an obvious statement. I hate no. people who...
5: I know what you're saying, Whatever. but you say live here, now. but they're not going to live here. They just got to play here. So if the Cardinals would give them more money, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't even come in and look at the city. No, well, Unless you have, have a family and you're looking for schools and things like that. And, you know, maybe some cities have better schools that you're looking for than St. Louis.
2: Well, if he's 25, he probably doesn't have a bunch of kids no, in school. No, so you're looking for... He's looking for a condo in Clayton. You're looking to for To get to somebody. the stadium in 10 minutes and then it's close to an airport.
5: Yeah, you're looking for a team that gives you more money. You'll live in this city for three months out of the year if you have to for the more money. You'll find something to do. I don't think it's a deal breaker unless you're somebody like Stanton that's going to make a ton of money in advertising. And would you rather go to New York and do advertising for these huge corporations or come here and do an emo spot?
0: <laughs>
2: Nothing
5: gets emos, but that's about what you get.
0: <laughs> you said it, not me. Hmm. I can just tip my cap to the take. What
3: are you even talking about? You just have created that living in St. Louis will be a reason we can't get free agents. Just made up. Out of your ass. Last week, it was drink was going to Florida out of nowhere. Please think I'm before not. you talk just a oh. little bit. Just a little bit. Come on. And that's big old fan. Come he has on, arrived. I'm not,
0: make, I'm not saying that's why Yamamoto is not coming here. We don't know where the hell he's going. I don't know where any of these guys are going. I I put myself in the players' perspective. If I'm getting $200 million from the five or six major cities as well as St. Louis, I think the decision does come down to organization and where do you want to play at. Like, what city do you want to play in? That's not not ridiculous. You're talking about guys with families that have to take their kids to these local schools that have to live in these areas. It's not Heaven's Gate's. It just it just isn't. It's just a city that's you know, it's gritty. I love it. But are you trying to compare it to LA? Are you trying to say we're equal with New York, Boston? I mean anywhere in Texas. Big no. no. fan calling,
3: not, we're gonna clear the lines Clear the lines, fellas.
0: I'm not saying no, I'm not saying and no players are gonna come here because of the city. I'm saying these players have a decision whether they wanna live in LA, New York, Boston, or Saint right. Louis, and what would you pick?
2: Well, if I was going to a, another country with a different language, I would want to go somewhere where I knew somebody that might be Agreed. a running mate to help me. Lars Newtbar. Yeah, somebody that might help me get through a new culture and a new language. I think I'm with you on that. And a good yeah. and a good team. That would that would be the first, the two most and important. And we don't have maybe a
0: manager that she can get along with. This is not a good team either. Like we haven't even. Yeah, that's a, that that's a that's a mark against
2: us right now. It hadn't been in the past, but it is now. Bar speaks Japanese. I I don't know that I don't know, but wouldn't that kind of be important for you if if you were going to go to yeah. Japan somewhere you would want you wouldn't want to just do it on your own would you just go to a, a, another city you've never been to with a language you don't speak on your own
5: no that's why I said he if there's a one a city that has a huge Japanese population an area where you could live and feel welcome and people speak the language that's probably where you would go if they. The money was right. Good morning, big old fan. Clips, coupons, thanks. It's from Stephen. Time show
3: Yamamoto mm. the Nobu and Imperial, and I think it's a done deal. That's from Hedonism, Chuck. Yeah, Do you think that could Gosh, help. We forgot
0: about that. You could live down there, even go straight up fifty-five to the ballpark. And I'm, I want big old fan. I just think he jumped to conclusions. I didn't say anybody was going to not come here strictly because of the city, but you factor in other cities that are handing you hundreds of millions of dollars. That is the, the a factor. Mm-hmm and having it cold four months out of the year, not really having an established downtown, you know, you got to think about more than... Just, these guys just aren't 22, single, and ready to mingle. These guys are, you know, maybe have two or three kids, you know, a wife. They have to... You know, their families have to be just uncomfortable with them. Yeah. Or more so in this situation.
2: Hey, Twink! Oh, yeah,
3: I don't up. like the tone already. With
0: it. Ask Wayne
3: Gretzky why he lives here. Hockey players are completely
0: different. I, I see those texts. It's like it's a... He also has family,
5: he he has family here. He has family. He has wives
3: from Is an argument ever started in good faith, though, if the gentleman on the other side of the table is addressed as, hey,
5: twink?
2: No. He's coming at you. You're about to get jacked.
5: And by the way, Gretzky also has houses in, like, three other cities.
2: I'll take the over. Yeah, you
3: think
0: Greg oh, yeah. here in February? <laughs>
3: Guys, I like how Lars Knutbar has suddenly turned into Major League Baseball's biggest socialite. He took a few photos with Otani and played golf with Yamamoto, and all of a sudden, St. Louis is about to become the new headquarters for the U.S. Embassy to Japan. (laughs) Some little Tommy Trivins showing Doug why he won a year-end award.
0: Welcome to the fan band. That kind of explains (laughs)
3: Last year. Uh, I'm heading to Glenn Betts Jewelers, as a matter of fact, uh, celebrating... Our anniversary, taking my wife to Glenn Betts Jewelers. They're online at glennbettsjewelers.com. About a mile east. like that? About a mile east. uh, It's
2: close to I-270
3: in Manchester. Uh, you can park right behind the building, so plenty of parking. And Go see Craig and David Betts and the wonderful staff of Glenn Betts Jewelers. Doug, can you even think of what a
2: jingle would Good, be? better, best. Never let it rest. Till your good is better and your better is Betts. Nice. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers. G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z
3: Jewelers.com on Manchester in De Pere, about a mile east of the I-270 and Manchester exit. Uh, so, go see the official jeweler of TMA. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna because you think he's like Mahatma Gandhi?
4: Sometimes he feels like that, like when you're having a conversation with him. It really does feel like this is a guy who's really tapped in to the human condition.
2: (laughs) I thought he was a financial analyst.
4: (laughs) But that's the thing, Doug. That's the thing is you need those skills to be an effective financial analyst. You need somebody to help you down the road with your financial future. It's so important. You have to balance not only money, but your happiness, your your quality of life, stuff like that. Mark Canada hmm. takes all that into account. He learns about you, the individual, and then makes a custom plan for you, not just a cookie-cutter plan that works for someone your age or your salary range. That's not what he does. He learns about you. And if you have to make a change down the road, because we all know there's so many variables in life, Mark Canada can help guide you through that because he's such an effective communicator that's why i love working with mark hannah and that's why you love working with mark hannah as
3: well well his numbers 314-889-0503 or just remember the website it's evergreenstl.com that's mark Hanna, evergreen wealth strategies online at evergreenstl.com if you are in the market for a home once mark hannah what, like triples your bankroll in six months, and I think that's something that he's thinking about just putting as a guarantee. (laughs) I think that's about right. Well, now you're working with Jeff Lottman of Compass Realty St. Louis. He switched to Compass because it's St. Louis's number one luxury real estate company, but luxury isn't about price point. It's about experience, and Jeff Lottman has been doing it in St. Louis now for 22 years with over half a billion dollars in sales. His website is easy to remember. Let's take a listen to it. Watch this. J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. There's like a percussion to it.
2: It's a rat-a-tat-tat style
3: delivery. J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Watch this. T-T-V-T.
2: He turned the volume down. It is down. Now it just is. It wasn't before. Is
5: that a new report? I went through three things. Well, we don't none know. Of, none of them played. Was that, la- was that a
6: highlight of last year's report or is that a new report?
2: So the volume is actually it, down, but it played anyway.
0: And it's not just the volume being on. It's so loud. Someone feels like every video is like mm-hmm. in your <laughs> ear. I can't figure them. it
6: out.
5: I mean, I figure I'll check some emails and some DMs while I'm, Tim's doing a live spot, get those out of the way. And somebody Get always, those out of the way. You know, the things mm-hmm. that pay our salaries. Right. Well, while you're doing them, I right. no, I, no, I said, get my DMs out of the way, not your live spots. Hello. I get you got my, a lot of DMs? What are you I talking had like about, three this morning? And I had some emails out. So just get those out of the way while you you're doing that.
2: The stunning thing is that the audio is completely off and it plays really loud. It is.
5: It's all it's the way glitch.
2: off. I just got a text. Like a you Matrix. didn't hear the. Doo, do, 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 do. Ooh.
5: <laughs> That's usually what the notification I get when uh, I get a text. You didn't hear that because it's off. But for some reason, these DMs, I pull it up and there's a video it starts playing. <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> I will drive there and show you. How to Turn the volume down, for the love of God! Oh. That comes
3: from a little lady named Susie Cream Cheese. Okay. Oh, come on in. Cream they cheese.
2: vibrate. Now you're interested. <laughs> you thought hey, it was a lady.
3: Hey, cream Cheese, come on in and fix it. I have a solution.
5: It's easy. Put your damn phone down <laughs> when you're on the air. That's from mm. the Crystal City clam hammer. Well, some people have a laptop here. They look at that. I don't. I use my phone as my computer. How
4: about You do that? have a laptop, though.
2: Oh, Sitting right there. Not plugged in. Did he
5: put Apple on
0: it? <laughs> I mean, you got to be able to
2: <laughs>
3: plug Apple it in. It.
0: Like, you have that, that laptop. You could be able to open that, and you mm-hmm. could literally do everything on it.
3: Since that. when do DMs and emails play audio like that? That's from Mr. Licks.
2: Well, you
5: don't see the DMs I get. There's one guy that sends me a DM every day that's got a video in it.
2: What sort
0: of video? We just don't click on it. I don't
5: know. It's a golf video sometimes. Sometimes it's another video. And this one was just, I don't know what it was. Opened it up and there it was. Just started playing. Notifications versus media sound. Why do we have to do this again? That's from KG in mm. town. But we don't. Just don't don't answer it. Why do you have to call in and say that every time? Oh, uh, again with this. Just don't say anything. You should go do some work.
2: Oh. But
5: quit texting into the show every day. Well, he's working because he works here. No, he doesn't work here. Oh.
3: Can someone please explain to Iggy the difference between turning the volume down and turning the ringer off? Doug, that's Stephen time. Okay. I'm sorry. Get back to the live spot. I, I interrupted the live oh, just, spot. J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N dot com. T-T-R-E-T. J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N dot com. That was an easy library. Yeah, that's all it is is percussion. Featuring a little golf video from one of (laughs) Iggy's DMs. This guy does it every morning, like Larry Nichols Snapchat goodnights?
5: No, not every day, but there are always videos that I didn't ask for. I really don't have any. Why don't you say, hey, you know what? I appreciate it, but you know. Yeah, then they'll probably get upset.
3: Someone get rut in the studio to show Iggy that videos do not just play when you're checking emails. That's from
5: Hedonism Chuck. No, not emails, DMs. You don't even make sense. Uh, Everything you say can just as
3: easily be seen as reasons he won't go to a big city. If you have young kids, I'd say St. Louis has a lot of things to offer over other cities. That's a big old fan. Yeah,
0: we're really like, are, are we? We are at the stage right now to where we're comparing living in St. Louis is better than living in Los Angeles with tw- two hundred million, living in New York with two hundred million, living in. I, I mean, I, I just, are we at that stage? I'm, at, I'm not. Colin. I am literally asking, are we at that stage? Because St. Louis, if St. Louis offered more money, it certainly has a lot to offer. But if the offers are the exact same, I all I said was location and the organization comes into play. And that. Am I taking crazy? People? Is that a bad take? I'm just... No. <laughs> do you think guys just point on a map? Yeah, that's fine, whatever. It, they're paying me less. Okay, what? They win 78 games. Okay, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> what? No downtown? Who cares? Who cares? Let's just go there. Yeah. Like, these people think about more than just themselves. I'm not saying they're living in downtown Washab and walking to the stadium. I realize they're going to be living in Clayton. But their families have to do things. And honestly, who wants to come here to play as opposed to having a couple hundred million in L.A.? Somebody like him, I don't think he
5: cares. I mean, yeah, guys that uh, have been in the big leagues for a while and have seen the different cities. Oh, my
0: God, my head hurts.
5: They'll pick a a city that, you know, used to be Cardinals because of their, you know, they win every year and they got great fans. That's kind of no longer an option. They don't even think about that. But it's pretty simple. If he's offered 10 years, $300 million by the Cardinals – uh, he's offered 10 years, 400 million dollars by the Yankees. Going to the Yankees, if the Cardinals offer that, he's coming here, he's going wherever he makes the more, most money. This guy's not worrying about cities. Somebody else might be plausy, but a guy that's never really been here, he's just going to pick where there's more money and he's going to that's where he's going to play.
0: I, I well, just don't know why, like, what we're arguing. Like, I, I, I'm actually confused. What I, I didn't say. Yamamoto isn't coming here or any player isn't coming here because of the city. I, I did not say that.
2: Do you or I, do you not believe St. Louis is the garden
0: spot of the Great Plains? I guess, I guess the Great Plains. We're better than are, Omaha. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Our I don't know title what,
3: sponsor has just walked what, in. It's perfect timing, it. ladies and gentlemen. Here here. Ed Herman from Brown and Crouppen has walked in. And Ed, we are debating whether or not St. Louis is what, Doug? The garden, garden spot of the Great Plains. The garden 100%. spot of the Great Plains. You like that? Uh, that
1: sounds very arty <laughs>
2: to me. His <laughs> parents are the best. I'm
3: Midwest. not even
1: sure I understand it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's how we're going to lure Yamamoto here as a free agent. That's right. Yoshinobu
1: Yamamoto. Is that, are, you know, how confident are you? I mean, I, you know, the the Japanese pitchers that have come over, some of them have been good, but none of them have actually lived up to their promise. I was wondering, who has been the I best mean, pitcher? Do you, Darvish. Mm-hmm. Daisuke Matsusaka, Matsuhiro Tanaka, those three came with the biggest hype, and they did well, but they didn't do great. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much faith and money do you want to invest in somebody who has not been facing home run hitters? You know, Japan's got a great brand of baseball. They won the WBC. They ran the table. But it's a different brand of baseball. It's not as reliant on the long ball. And you just don't know how it's going to affect these pitchers the first time they see Aaron Judge take one of their balls 480 feet. And what that does to the psychology, That you just don't get that in Japan.
3: Doug, what does it say mm-hmm. for our show that we've been on the air for an hour and then Ed walks in and within 30 seconds he gives more knowledge than any of us gave in the previous 60 minutes?
2: Well, he went to school. He's got some education. <laughs> We didn't believe that was necessary. I didn't that pay that close attention at school. I
1: was paying so much attention to baseball. Yeah.
2: I guess there haven't really been that many that have long-term sustained success. Nomo was pretty good. who No. Who was the guy who did the no-hitter for the Dodgers?
1: Hideo Nomo. 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 Hideki Arabu, remember him? Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that you'd say I'm not. I'm I'm not, not, no, that was a guy who had a lot of hype. He was the one Steinbrenner called (laughs) the fat (laughs) toe. That's right. (laughs) You know, he didn't make a, while he was still playing on the team, which is, you know, that takes balls.
2: Well, it's such a different culture that that probably takes a toll on somebody over a few years, too. If you don't speak the language and don't feel comfortable just going and living in a certain place, that, that probably takes a toll.
1: It has to. And, you know, there has to be also, remember, they have family back home. The West Coast teams are going to always have an advantage. Now, in this situation, Seattle, who is always, you know, what you think about when you think about Japanese right, play? Yeah. they don't need the pitching. So it kind of makes things interesting to see where that will land. But Um, now Matsusaka did go to Boston. He was willing to travel East for the money, but, um, I don't know. I think, you know, if you're Japanese, you're coming here, you think St. Louis is the city that you think you're going to feel the most accepted and comfortable in. It's not a major metropolitan area. You know, you can look at a city like New York city and say, all right, well, you know, it's kind of like Tokyo, a little smaller. Um, I just, I don't see the appeal for him. And I don't see that we're going to put the kind of money on the table that's going to, Make it look good to where he said, "Oh yeah, the arch, it's beautiful. I think I'll be real comfortable there." Oh, I just don't see it. I happen. mean, I mean,
3: Ed, Ed Herman comes in. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. And he essentially says what you have been saying
0: here for about the last 30 minutes on the program. And this is a guy who probably loves St. Louis City just as much he just, as I do. Like, yeah, there. like that. I mean. Uh, Of course, You can say that and love the city at the same time. Well, actually,
1: because there's another side to it, which is I think we're a great city for a player like Blake Snell to come to. Because there's a guy who, first of all, I think would, you know, I mentioned it last time. He'd slot in perfectly at the top of the rotation. I think that I like the Lance Lynn signing, by the way, if for no other reason then it frees up the money to go after a Snell and know that the average salary between the two is not unreasonable for two spots in your rotation. I think Aaron Nola has now sort of set the market. Seven years, 210, 217 is what it's gonna take, I think, at a minimum to get Snell. I'd rather get him. I do, because what number one on the free agent market has not commanded at least 30 million a year? He's now a two-time Cy Young Award winner. He's still in his low 30s. I think NOLA has set the bar with seven years. I think that's what it's going to take. I think that's, that's the floor. But if you think of these three spots in the rotation that Mo has been talking about, think of it as an average salary. you got to think in his businessman mind, he's thinking, I've got three spots in the rotation. I need to average no more than $60 million to fill those three spots. Well, if you can get, you know, a Lynn coming back at 10... All of a sudden, you can afford Snell at 30 and know that you've stayed within that average, and then you still have 20 left over for that middle spot that remains unfilled. So I think that's the kind of math that they're looking at. Short commitment, low value, that frees up opportunity. I agree with you 100% on that Opportunity. And so where St. Louis comes in handy is if you're playing a Snell, you say, listen, you want to go play for the New York Yankees? And have to play in front of that crowd? Look look what other aces did when they went to the Yankees. Look what Sonny Gray did as a Yankee. Terrible. And and now he's he's back to being an ace. Like, that's not where Snell wants to be. A guy like Snell in a, in a, in a comforting Midwestern city with welcoming fans that are not going to expect him to be, like, perfect on day one, they're going to give him some time to breathe, like, that's where the St. Louis culture becomes very inviting. It's the reason why a guy like Arenado doesn't opt out of his contract or why matt holiday stayed here when he did because he felt the love all the time and it means a lot to these guys so you know that's my pitch to blake snell you know think about how you're going to be received every single time you take the mound and every single time you leave the mound man
3: this ed Herman comes in here doug and he starts making a whole lot of sense he's
2: spitting hot takes yeah <laughs> but
3: they have like Knowledge behind them. Mm. I'm uncomfortable with the whole thing. <laughs> I, to be real honest with what's you, what's up with this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, and I, I know I tend to drone on too. I no, found, you're not droning. I you're making. Us. You're making a lot of sense, actually.
3: Yeah. Uh, do you have anybody else that you think would make sense? Because you go Snell, and then you got Lynn, and you're talking about the average. What do you yeah, think? You well, I mean there's talk of Glass now cuz he's going to be making 25ish in Tampa and then be a free agent, Dylan Cease with the White well, Sox. Yeah, I
1: hear, you know, the Dodgers are interested in 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 Cease and I saw some other teams looking after him. Uh I think thing is with Cease is how do you value him on what he did this past year yeah. or what he did the year before. I know how I know how the White Sox are going to value him and I know how the new teams going to try to value him. So uh, that's a tough one, and I, we haven't been particularly – can you think – I'm sure you could think of some that I can't, but when have we ever really acquired a pitcher in trade that where we got the better end of the deal? I mean, I can point to a lot of trades where we traded away pitchers mm-hmm. and didn't get the better end of the deal uh, going back to – Wainwright
2: maybe, but you only got to go back 20 Oh, years. but
1: he was – uh, let me say this. He was in the minors, and mm-hmm. when we brought him up, we made him a reliever before we made him a starter. But I'm talking about where we looked at another team's pitchers, went for a guy who was nearing their free agency, and and made a trade. I mean, you know, we went out and did that with years ago, not to look at bad experiences, but we gave away Danny Heron to bring back Mark Mulder. I mean, I still have a bad taste in my mouth Mm. over that. I'm sure the Cardinals do also. And there's other examples where... You know, we've traded for. I, I just don't think we've had a whole lot of success it's in, in picking it's, the it's, right it's, people.
3: That's a, an astute observation. There may be one that we're overlooking, or who certainly would have our textures come in.
2: Woody Williams, maybe a little bit. We're going but, way yeah, back. Yeah, that was, yeah. But that was also.
3: They were, that was more about unloading Ray Langford. And the uh-huh. weird thing about that one to go back. Is the Cardinals actually wanted Sterling Hitchcock and the Padres wouldn't part with him. And so they're like, okay, fine, we'll take Woody Williams. We just got to get Ray Langford out of here. And then Woody Williams comes in and Dave Duncan turns him into a wizard.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes things fall right and then mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing.
3: John Lackey, somebody texted in.
1: Uh that now that's true. We I I feel like we we got Lackey more like in that veteran year by year part of his career mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and twenty fourteen. And if I remember, was that the deal that had that sweetheart provision in there where he basically was yes. free for a year? Yes, yeah. in
3: 2015 he mm-hmm. was. Yeah. So, and then he
1: went and left and played for the Cubs after You're we... right. When we traded for a guy who pitched for free for a year, we got the better end of that deal. Uh,
3: somebody uh, points out Jordan Montgomery.
1: Well, Jordan Montgomery, uh, that is true, but then we gave him right back away. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, And I don't know. That's too early to tell if what we got back will will make it worthwhile. Um, but I'm yeah. still upset by the Steve Carlton
2: and Jerry Royce trades.
1: Yeah, well, that's, you know, but, you know, Probably maybe— Probably cost him
2: three pennants in the 70s. Yeah,
1: easily, easily. And, and we can't say that that Carlton really changed after he left because he was pretty outstanding
2: mm-hmm. here. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was not a good move. But you know what? It's not as bad as as when uh, uh, the Mets gave up on Nolan Ryan. Uh, no. Uh-uh. no. That, yeah, I that think haunted still...
2: him for, like, 25 years. I, <laughs> I, I feel
1: like it's still hanging over there on <laughs> yep. your shoulder. Uh, Ed Herman in studio with us.
3: Yeah, we've been talking about the Lance Lynn signing. I legitimately, I was like, okay, fine. I get th- that's not the move. I no. get what it is. And so, if the math is they have 57 million approximately to get to 200 million for the 40-man roster, they have just spent 10 of that, and then that allows them to have now 47 million. And so, if you play that out, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, on it. I mean, yeah. I
1: think that. Listen. I, I think that they're smart enough to know that this is not the move uh, that people want. But sometimes you have to fill up your roster cost effectively to know exactly how much money you have available mm-hmm. to make the big move. And they're a are, there are financially conservative team. I don't mind them if that's, if that's the big plan. I, I think uh, we'll know in the next few weeks. Let's sure, put it that we're going to find guys, out soon. These, these players are going to start coming off the board.
3: Um, uh, uh, as far as you, you clearly are a fan of Snell, have some skepticism on Yamamoto, which sounds like yeah, that I mean, the you, case. you have to. And then is there anybody else who you would be enthused about?
1: Uh, probably only if they came via trade. Is that right? Good. So you're yeah. not you're not jumping up and down about Sonny Gray as a Yankees N- guy. No, also, let me tell you. I, you, know, I, you know, saw I, that. I as you know, I follow the Yankees closely. I watched Gray pitch with them. I obviously think he would be better in St. Louis because we're a lot more like Minneapolis, and he pitched really well up there. So I wouldn't be against it. Of course, it would make them better. But would I be jumping up and down? No. And that's only because I saw what he did as a Yankee and mm-hmm. what he did in high-pressure situations, and I wasn't impressed. There
5: you go. How about a, but, guy, that, how about a guy that pitched for Japan last year, uh, Trevor Bauer?
1: You know what? I got to, you know, and that's a hole you want to talk. And I'm surprised that you didn't bring it up with me last week or, or before because there's such a legal angle there. Yeah. Well, we're, um, we're dumb. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Trevor Bauer... I mean, I got to tell you, I was kind of blown away when the the evidence finally was released. And I I was not that I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt, because I really do try to, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But that evidence, uh, I, I just don't know why they couldn't have gotten that out quicker because he gave up a lot of money. And I think Major League Baseball, I mean, I feel like he's owed that money. I mean, he lost a year and a half uh, of salary. He got paid by the Dodgers for the extra year because they just chose not to use him, and he offset it with a little money overseas. How does Major League Baseball, uh, I mean, th- is it clear? I mean, am I wrong on this? Do you guys see it we differently? Told, we,
3: we, uh, when, that, when he did that video and then those those text exchanges, I talked about it. I think I talked about it here. I remember specifically talking about it on 101 ESPN as well. I, I am so... And, and this is a legal angle, but it also is, is my sweet spot, or at least something that gets me going, uh, how people get convicted on social media, and then they're just cast aside before having the actual trial.
1: And I, I think that uh, it's, it's a shame because, you know, it's, you lose your reputation completely, and you never get that back. Because, listen, people like something salacious. I don't know why. makes them feel better about themselves maybe. Um, but as soon as you put that label on anybody, it's there forever. Um, but the fact that you then give it economic repercussions beyond that is it, pretty bad. I mean, Trevor Bauer, listen, he was always generally viewed as a malcontent, so it didn't shock anybody, right. the allegations, in that not that one necessarily leads to the other, but he wasn't like some mild-mannered, you know, vanilla ball player, right. and then you hear the stories and you think, you know, my God, he seems so different. no. He seems like kind of a wild guy, a very opinionated, strong-willed guy. I just can't believe that as as clear-cut as those text messages are and the fact that I've never seen a situation like that where a civil suit is settled with no money given and with a full, you know, discharge, it was obvious that, you know, he, on the basis of those texts, he had a great claim against her for all of his lost money. And all of his lost future money because of the reputation being damaged. But, of course, she had no money, which is why ultimately she signed off on it and released the claim for no money. But at that point, I, I, this is my sense of justice in baseball. I'm an injury attorney, folks, so you got to understand. I look at things a little bit differently. Give me another example. Last year, Aaron Judge's injury, it, it occurred because he ran into something in Dodger Stadium that should not have been there. There was a piece on the bottom of the door that didn't have padding on it. It was hard wood. When he went to make a catch, his toe smashed against it. As a result, he loses about two months of playing time this year, which costs the Yankees probably a chance at the playoffs and all of the revenue that comes with that, but also uh, costs the Yankees having to continue to pay Iron Judge's salary for the full year, which is a $40 million salary. So... They're out like $15 million because the Dodgers didn't have their stadium in proper order. My mind tells me, why aren't the Dodgers having to pay that to mm-hmm. the Yankees? We had something like that in St. Louis when the Rams were still
3: here with Reggie Bush. Were you familiar? Yes, okay. exactly,
1: with the knee because right. it got caught in the turf. Yeah, I think it was just like concrete that surrounded a certain yes, area, yeah. and he mm-hmm. slipped
3: and it screwed up his knee. Um and I believe that Stan Crockey, I believe Stan Crockey was the one who was hit with that, but I do you well, know
1: the history on I, that. I, one? I remember the incident yeah. and I do remember that there that there was uh, some type of litigation over it, and quite frankly, that's as it should be. I mean, the Dodgers have the money. It, it costs the Yankees dearly, uh, which quite frankly, you can argue makes all of the rest of their contracts also not quite worth the money are you willing to pay the other people as much as you are if you know you're not going to have your, your main offensive weapon on the field? I mean, all of their deals kind of were built around Judge being the guy. So, you know, injuries happen in the game. I'm not saying every injury should be compensated, but if the injury is a product of a defect on your field, Why should you not be responsible for that? You're
2: making a lot of sense. What about just running into a padded wall if it's not padded enough and someone got hurt?
1: Well, uh, you know, I think that that's where you look at the reasonableness like we do in the law. We always say, did they do what the reasonable person would have done? And if the answer is yes, they're in the clear. And if the answer is no, then they're held responsible. I think if they had padding on there and they said, hey, industry standard says you need this much padding or, you know, two thirds of the stadiums have this much padding. They're going to be in the clear. But if, if they had a half an inch of padding and, and the code says four inches of padding or every other stadium has four inches of padding, then I think you have a claim. Mm-hmm. Ed Herman, Brown and Croupen uh, in studio with us here on TMA, which is presented and to, and, by Brown and, and I I don't think I would take Trevor Bauer. And that's baseball? I, you know, he hasn't pitched in the majors in so many seasons. I just think you have no idea what you're going to get, and he's going to be asking for some money.
3: So if you had it your way you'd like Snell that would be your yeah. that would get
1: you fired up. That's my that's my guy. All my, right.
2: My big concern with averaging starting pitching salaries is that if you've got Snell at 30 million and Lynn at 10 million, perfect world, they're going to pitch the same. They're both going to pitch 20% of the time if they get all their starts. So I'd I'd almost rather have two pretty good guys mm. than one really good guy and one guy who is not so good. Who's pretty good, Lynn? No, Lynn He's is the guy it. who's not so good. Yeah. Snell would be really great, but Lynn is supposedly going to get the same number of starts.
1: But you know what? I think that philosophy makes sense over a 162-game schedule, and it, and it makes sense if you want to make the playoffs, and that's the kind of thing like the A's have done. But when you get to those short series yep. and you're going to pitch that Game 1 guy who maybe is going to come back in Game 4 and maybe again in Game 7... uh, You you know, then then you're going to feel differently.
3: And I think that's why the Phillies, despite their low finish in the standings, have been able to navigate the postseason the last two years is because of the Nola-Wheeler tandem at the top. Uh, Ed, this was uh, uncomfortably educational and logical, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: uh, that's not really the brand of this program, but yet... It was enjoyable.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I try to put just enough insanity in there. <laughs>
3: really off-brand, yeah. Ed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll show you down the hallway to 101. Yeah. Ed Herman, uh, Brown & Crouppen in studio with us here. We'll take a break, close out the Monganess St. Louis Act, your Alton Toyota 7 o'clock hour. This is TMA presented by Brown & Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.